Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Well, hey, it's Dave Ryan, and thanks for listening to my podcast. Take a shower, show up on time, and don't steal anything. Episode three. You are good enough, after all. There's that old um, Saturday Night Live skit with um, what's the, Al Franken, where he plays Stuart Smalley, and he says, you are good enough, you are smart enough, and doggone it, people like you. You know what's funny is that um, I think a lot of the time we go through our life wondering whether we are good enough for something, so let's go ahead and dive right in. Um, let's start off by saying you are good enough. A lot of the time we wonder whether we're good enough. I was just talking to somebody, my gosh, a couple of weeks ago, and they got offered a job. Oh, I know what it was. We were on the radio, and they had read my book, and they had read this chapter. Um, that is uh, chapter number eight, You Are Good Enough After All. And we had talked about it a little bit, and they said they got a job offer from a company they weren't sure if they were ready. And they hesitated whether to take it, but it was a great job and more money and better hours and everything they could ask for, but they weren't sure they were ready. And they remembered us talking about this in the book and on the radio. And so they took the job, and they said, my gosh, thank you for reminding me that I am good enough. And, and my reasoning is if somebody's offering you the job, you might not see it in yourself, but they see it in you that you are good enough. In the book, I tell a story that, that kind of illustrates this in the best way that I can think of. Uh, I was 23 years old, and I was doing a morning show in Columbus, Ohio. Now, I know you don't probably know that much about morning radio, but 23 was really young to be doing a morning show in Columbus, Ohio. But I loved radio, and I really loved doing the show, and we were kind of, kind of murdering the competition. And so in radio, it's a kind of a common thing, and it used to be, maybe not so much anymore, that if your competition, the morning show that works across town at another radio station is killing you, you try to get them hired out of town. In other words, you call your radio buddies and you say, hey, there's this guy that's murdering us in the ratings. Um, why don't you offer him a job and get him out of our hair? And this is, try, not trying to pat myself on the back, but... I'm getting to a point here that I want you to get something from. So the radio station across the street called a big radio station in Philadelphia. And I got a call from this radio station in Philadelphia. And they offered me a job in Philadelphia. And they even flew me out there for an interview. And I toured the radio station. And I saw this amazing city of Philadelphia. We went to the Liberty Bell. I remember the guy that was was uh, interviewing me got uh, scolded by a park ranger for touching the Liberty Bell. He's like, uh-uh, don't touch it. And uh, so it was an amazing experience. We went to lunch and we sat down. And I don't remember the exact conversation, but it was something along the lines of, well, the job is yours if you want it. And I remember saying something like, God, I really, I really would like it. And it sounds great, but uh, I mean... I'm 23. I don't think I'm ready for this. And his name was Charlie Quinn. I don't know what happened to Charlie, and I hope he's still around. I hope he's still doing well. But Charlie told me, he says, you know, I used to have the same doubts. Somebody would offer me a job, and I would think I'm not ready for it. But let me tell you, Dave, you are ready. 
You know, if I didn't think you were ready, I wouldn't gamble my reputation on hiring somebody who's not ready. I think you're ready. So I thought about it and I flew back home and I waited a couple of days to think it over. And, and then I called them and I told them no, because I knew I wasn't ready. Well, it turned out, you know, I was ready. I just didn't know it. And I think that's the thing is like, there's so many inst instances or occasions in life where we'll have an opportunity to do something and we'll wonder whether we are good enough after all. Um, there's more examples in here um, about, you know, my daughter one time, I think she uh, got a job offer somewhere and she was worried whether she was good enough and uh, and she was. If you have an opportunity to do something or you have an opportunity to to speak or to lead a project at work or to go to this great school or go on this date or ask someone out, you know, you are good enough after all. It might not work out. They might say no, but you know what? Hey, they're loss. Um, and if you do the speech and it bombs, hey, guess what? You'll definitely have learned a way not to do a speech. If you bomb on the project, um, you'll definitely have learned a way not to do the project. So really, you, they only say that, you know, you can fail by not trying. Who was it? Michael Jordan that said he's missed over 3,000 shots in his career. Um, 42 different times he's been called upon to make the winning game, the winning shot in a game, and he failed. And Michael Jordan said, I succeed because I failed over and over and over. And I think those two kind of tie in. You know, you are good enough after all. And, uh, you know, to, to succeed at anything, you got to go out and fail a bunch of times. There's a story about how Abraham Lincoln was a failed um, uh, politician. He ran for office numerous times and he got defeated and then he did this. He was a business failure, et cetera, et cetera. But in all these failures, he learned something. So if you're wondering whether you should start your own website or start your own podcast or open up your own subway or whatever, you know what? Yeah, I think so. Because if you fail, it's just another, uh, I don't know, uh, on the road to success. It's another step on the road to success. So I encourage you to do that. All right, a couple of more things in the podcast here. And this is um, chapter, where is it? Um, the book is called Take a Shower, Show Up on Time, and Don't Steal Anything. And you can buy it at Itasca Books. Oh, and I have an email, by the way. It's um, DaveRyanBook at gmail.com. And send me an email. I'll answer every email because I'm lonely and pathetic. DaveRyanBook at gmail.com. Uh, this is chapter two, and it's called Overdressed is Always Better Than um, Underdressed. And this goes back again to a mistake, an experience I had in my life, which is what the book is all about, that I learned from. It was the Christmas party back when I was, again, probably 23, 24 years old. And uh, I dressed in a nice sweater. I thought I looked nice. And my girlfriend dressed, I think, in a sweater dress. Maybe sweater dresses were popular back then. I walked in. Um, my, one of my assistant bosses was wearing a tuxedo and I looked around, everybody else was either in a tuxedo or they're wearing ties and like cocktail dresses and they look beautiful. And I felt embarrassed the entire night. I didn't look bad. I was just underdressed. And about five years ago, there's a rooftop grand opening of Crave downtown Minneapolis. And I show up in old Navy cargo shorts and some sort of a pullover shirt. And my boss walks up to me, shakes my hand, and he smiles, and he says, you're underdressed. And I was, and I stayed for a little while, and I felt stupid, so I left. So it's always better to be overdressed than underdressed. We well, might be saying, well, Dave, I don't want to be overdressed. That's stupid, too. Well, maybe, but do you ever know somebody who's just, they dress sharp. They dress sharp all the time. 
And people don't go, God, what an idiot. Look how they're dressed. They look so nice. They just go, oh, wow, she's pretty stylish. So if you're wondering what to wear at a wedding or at star party or whatever, overdress rather than underdress. Okay, one last thing uh, that has nothing to do with my book, just kind of a commentary, and that is on the um, Madonna's tribute to Prince last night. And uh, it was Sunday night on the Billboard Music Awards. And, uh, you know, maybe we take it really personally because Prince was from here in Minnesota. And, uh, but I watched this tribute last night. And if anybody should have been equal enough to Prince to give him a tribute last night, it should have been Madonna. But I think that Madonna, it sounded like she didn't want to show up for rehearsal. It sounded like Madonna just maybe should have declined this one. And then to pull Stevie Wonder out on stage at the end, kind of like an afterthought, like, hey, save this. I know that's not how it was thought out, but Stevie Wonder added really nothing to it. Stevie Wonder might have been a better choice because Madonna can't sing. Let's face it, Madonna, she can't sing. When she tried to sing, nothing compares to you. And Sinead O'Connor, lover or hater, she she had a beautiful voice when she sang that song, which was a Prince song. I know you know that. And I think it was just like, Prince deserved better, and his fans deserved better. But I think also I noticed that Madonna has revealed herself over the last 15, 20 years to be kind of a musical hack. When she was young and beautiful and 25, sure, everybody paid attention to her because she was young and beautiful and 25 and almost naked and singing about Like a Virgin and other, you know, great pop songs. But over the years, you know, Madonna hasn't really been able to do anything, not because just she's gotten older, but because her image was so wrapped up in being sexy. Now, she's beautiful for being 55, 57 years old, but she's not young and sexy anymore. But I think that's kind of her payback for making her whole image just young and sexy and hot, but was never about her like amazing vocal talent or her musical skills because she's not a great singer and she can't play an instrument. So I don't know. I just thought it was interesting that Madonna has kind of revealed herself to be what I would call a musical hack. What do you think? Am I wrong about this? You can um, email me at Dave Ryan Book or no, it's at, at Dave Ryan Book at gmail.com. Dave Ryan Book at gmail.com. You know what that reminds me? I'm also going to set up a Twitter account and I'm going to see if I can make it Dave Ryan Book. So I'm going to go see if I can do that now. Um, thanks for listening to the podcast. Have a great day and we'll see you here again next week on Take a Shower, Show Up on Time, and Don't Steal Anything. Don't do it. Thanks for listening. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.